Hey, Braves fans, and welcome to another edition of State of the Braves. I'm your host, George McNair. It is great to be back with you. A tremendous amount has happened since the last time we got together, and so I'm going to really dig into the biggest news primarily on this episode, and that is the uh, departure of uh, longtime Brave Freddie Freeman. So uh, Freddie Freeman is moving on, and I hate to say that out loud, uh, any of you who have listened to my previous episodes know that my number one thing that I wanted the Braves to do this offseason was to re-sign Freddie Freeman. And of course, that has not happened. So I want to um, really analyze that, uh, be thoughtful about how I feel about the um, the moves that the Braves have made or chosen not to make, uh, and also what they have to do moving forward. Uh, this episode is a little bit of a special episode because we are in the middle of the Braves to-do list for the offseason. And with um, so many moves going on right now, I wanted to uh, take a moment to analyze those first. Uh, I will continue with the Braves to-do list with our next episode on starting pitching, which I think is still a need of the Braves. But some of these moves are probably changing what the Braves can do uh, moving forward. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into uh, Freddie Freeman and his departure from from the Braves. So first off, I want to just talk about the emotions that I'm having. Um, I was very, uh, very frustrated and saddened when I heard the news that the Braves were not going to re-sign Freddie Freeman. Of course, that came across the newswire as they were trading for Matt Olson. So when that news came about, it was very obvious that the Braves were moving on from Freeman and uh, a lot of questions came to mind, a lot of unanswered questions, at least at the time of uh, what had happened. You, know, you, you start to think, well, the negotiations broke down on some level, uh, but it didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense at the time uh, that the Braves actions would be to simply just quickly move on to Matt Olson, giving everything that Freddie Freeman had done for the Braves. So uh, very frustrated. And um, you know, my, my first reaction was, um, frustration towards the Braves organization. Now, some of that still remains. I think the Braves did not uh, handle Freddie's impending free agency very well um, in terms of approaching him more aggressively last offseason. I think a lot of this could have been avoided on the front end of things if they had been a little more aggressive towards that. Obviously, they had a lot of hesitations towards giving Freddie a long-term contract. Um, at least in terms of what he was seeking that sixth year. But nonetheless, I think a lot of that may have soured uh, Freddie on uh, being aggressive to, to resign with Atlanta. I still think, and, and I'm trying to read between the tea leaves here a little bit, but I still think Freddie's number one desire was to return to Atlanta uh, despite everything that went down. Uh, but Nonetheless, before we get into some of uh, those specifics, just again, you know, a lot of the last few days since this news has broken for me has been about processing <laughs> the emotions of not having Freeman um, return to the Braves, not seeing him uh, at first base, not seeing him, um, you know, hitting second or third in the Braves lineup uh, as he has done uh, to an incredible um, uh, heights these last uh, 10 plus years as um, as a brave that that is done and I think this entire season uh, I will continue to be uh, a little saddened at times 
uh, to realize that Freddie Freeman is not a Brave anymore. Uh, I hope that um, this doesn't sour fans towards Freeman. I hope that he can just be remembered as one of the great Atlanta Braves of all time, which I think he is. Uh, and I hope his number one day is retired by the Braves and it's hanging up there uh, with the rest of the Braves greats. I think he does deserve that. I mean, you, you look back and I'm, I'm so glad um, that Freeman was able to win an MVP uh, wearing a Braves uniform. And I'm so glad he was able to win a championship as an Atlanta Brave. I think he deserved it more than anybody else um, on that field. Uh, he caught the final out in uh, the final final moments uh, that he had as a Brave. He hit a home run in his final at bat as a Brave. Um, we just didn't know at the time that it would be his final moments. Um, and so again, I'm very I'm very thankful that that was the case that he was able to experience those things and will always have uh, tremendous memories of, of Freeman. He had that huge home run off of um, Hayter uh, against the Brewers uh, that helped lift the Braves to the NLCS. He had tremendous moments and, of course, tremendous moments throughout his career as a Brave. So you remember all those good things, uh, but, of course, the the real knife, <laughs> the, the, the salt in the wound, uh, is that Freeman is going to the Dodgers. I was, I was hopeful, you know, once, once we found out that he would not be returning to Atlanta, you're hoping that maybe he would go to the American League or there were rumors that San Diego was in the mix and I felt like uh, it was less likely that the Braves would consistently meet San Diego in the playoffs, but here uh, he is with the Dodgers and the Braves are very likely going to be facing off with the Dodgers for the foreseeable future for um, the National League, right? You feel like the road goes through either Atlanta or LA for the next few years. So that is going to be something and it's going to be emotional um, on a lot of different levels when and if that happens. Uh, it's very likely to happen. So, you know, we're, we're trying to move on and uh, look forward to the season. And I am in a lot of ways. I'm, I'm, I'm still very excited about the season, but of course, um, very saddened uh, that Freddie Freeman will not be a Brave any longer. So as we as we move on from that and, and start thinking about the season, I do want to also give some thoughts on Matt Olson. Uh, you know, again, because I'm such a big Freddie fan, you know, it's easy for my emotions to get the better of me and just um, think, well, you know, move on from Olson or, or that sort of thing. I, I really really like Matt Olson, and I think he's going to be um, a really good Brave. I I think, you know, the worst thing that could have happened uh, was the Braves not signing Freddie and then uh, losing out on the Matt Olson sweepstakes because he was going to be traded by the A's one way or the other this offseason. I think a lot of teams were interested in him. So I understand the Braves' quick action moving away from Freddie and going aggressively towards Olson. To lock him up and so you give uh, Anthopolis a lot of credit on that end of things the Braves are, are going to have probably a top three first baseman in the entire league playing for them and playing for them for a long time as they move quickly to give Olsen uh, a very long eight-year uh, extension uh, so he is going to be in Atlanta for a long long time and I think he is going to be a very good uh, first baseman for a lot of years and in fact in some ways I think you would have you'd be hard-pressed to find a more um, 
close representation of Freddie Freeman over there at first, then Matt Olson. Lefty power hitter, great defensive first baseman, and from everything that I've gathered early on, a really good clubhouse guy. So um, I think this could have gone a lot worse for the Braves. They could have been stuck uh, trying to sign a, an Anthony Rizzo or or trading for a lesser, lesser player. Uh, that was not the case. So uh, I am looking forward to seeing Olsen in person, and the Braves certainly uh, were able to uh, ensure that they still have a very young and uh, talented core group of guys who are going to be able to play together for a long time. So there's a lot of positives towards uh, this this move to go get Olsen. I, I hope that Atlanta fans uh, are able to disconnect the emotion of losing Freddie versus getting Olsen. You know, he is not going to be Freddie Freeman. He's going to be his own guy. He's kind of already spoken to that. Um, if he struggles uh, out of the gate, I hope that uh, he doesn't become the target of uh, people's anger or frustration regarding this, which I'm sure a lot of people are feeling a lot of emotions uh, regarding Freddie leaving as I am. But again, Olsen is his own guy. And I think that the Braves um, did a good job in, in at least finding someone who would uh, fill Freddie's shoes or maybe um, create his own legacy as a Brave. So I think there's a couple of really key things regarding uh, the decision for the Braves to not uh, re-sign Freddie and to uh, go after Matt Olson. And again, it wasn't just the Braves' decision, a lot of it, of course. And I'll get into uh, what has been reported here in, in just a minute. But, um, you know, ultimately they had to make the call of we, we can't do this deal. We have to move away from Freddie and go for Matt Olson. Uh, so the two things that I think are the unknowns here that, you know, you're trying to project, and this is a, a big part of uh, how you're evaluating these two guys is number one, how will Freddie Freeman age? Um, the, you know, everybody ages, of course, and people age it at different times. You can, you can try to project uh, when guys will start to decline. And, and for baseball players, typically that's in the, their mid thirties. But we simply don't know how Freddie will age. If he ages really well, if he ages like a Nelson Cruz, who is still hitting uh, at a very high level in his early 40s, then I think uh, this will look like, potentially look like a bad deal for the Braves, that the Braves moved on from, a, from an icon of their, um, of their team uh, too early. Uh, so yes, that could happen or, or Freddie could fall off a cliff in production, you know, in two or three years. And this looks like the smartest thing that the Braves ever did. Uh, the other thing we don't know is, uh, will Olsen be as consistent as Freddie Freeman? You know, Freddie has, I think, uh, really spoiled Braves fans in terms of just how good and how consistently good he has been. Will Olsen be consistently good? Uh, we know he had a tremendous, uh, 2021 season. Will he continue that? Uh, I mean, the reality is Olsen could actually have a higher ceiling than Freddie. He could go on to, um, you know, to be a, a six or seven wins above replacement player for the next several years. And if that happens, the Braves made a tremendous on-field decision to go get him. But we don't know what is going to happen there. Uh, Olsen is four years younger than Freddie Freeman. Uh, it seems on paper that He's likely to be the better player over um, the the lives of these contracts between him and Freddie, but we simply don't know. So we're going to have to see that um, play out. Um, 
here's what we do know. And so I want to get into a little bit of the details that have come out about uh, the contract negotiations between the Braves and uh, Freeman. So, you know, a lot of frustration happening. And like I said, I, I initially was pretty ticked at the Braves organization uh, for just not signing Freddie. I thought um, it came across that they were being cheap uh, in some ways. I, I'm coming off of that stance a little bit as what has been reported um, has been that Freddie's agents gave the Braves an ultimatum and they basically gave them two options to sign a six-year $175 million deal or to, to sign a five-year $165 million deal. And basically it was take one of these two options or leave it. And I think um, what they were betting on was the Braves were not gonna let Freddie go no matter what, that they were never gonna walk away from Freddie. And they thought that they kind of were painting them into a corner. And ultimately I think what happened was they painted themselves into a corner is of course the Braves did walk away. It's also been reported that the Braves offered five years, $140 million to Freeman. Um, and so, you know, it, it makes me think <laughs> that if this ultimatum had not been given, um, could these two sides have come to some kind of terms? Um, I feel like that probably would have happened um, if they had had enough time to do it, you know. So some of this I do feel like is on the Braves in terms of waiting too long uh, to really um, initiate these contract talks. And then some of this at the end, I think, is mostly on Freddie's agents. Now, Freddie has a part in, to play in this as well. If he really wanted to be back with Atlanta, no matter what, he could have stepped in and just said, nope, I'm doing this deal. I want to be a brave. And that's that. So uh, I don't I don't think um, or I think everybody in as a part of this deal, I think everybody has a part to play in Freddie not coming back. Uh, if I'm trying to blame one group more than any, I think it's probably Freddie's agents for giving this ultimatum uh, because it really forced the Braves hand uh, in in walking away and in deciding, no, we can't do that. Uh, that deal is not um, a good value. One thing I know about Alex Anthopoulos since he's come to the Braves is he's all about value and he's not going to sign a deal. And apparently it doesn't matter who it is. He's not going to sign a deal if he doesn't think it's a proper value. And I think that's what was happening here. So I think, you know, if, if you could have gotten Freddie um, away from his agents with, with Anthopolis in a room, um, and you wish that every negotiation was like that, but I think if you had just allowed that to happen, I, I think it probably would have gotten done. I think if, I've always thought that a five-year, $150 million deal would have been a proper, uh, uh, a proper contract to offer Freddie. I think the Braves might have gotten to that point, um, but it never got there. They were too far off. So you think about this six-year, $175 million that, that Freddie's agents are, are uh, requesting, or even the five-year, $165 million deal, dollar deal. Uh, ultimately, Freddie signed a six-year, $162 million deal with the Dodgers. So he never got what um, what he was asking for, um, either from the Braves or the Dodgers. Um, this contract doesn't seem to be, I mean, it seems to be a fair dollar value that the Dodgers were able to get for Freddie. And it's just a little bit of a head scratcher that, um, you know, that he wouldn't have gone for something similar to that. Even if it was a five-year deal, he wouldn't have gone for that 
with the Braves. Uh, so anyways, you feel like the Braves were, were pushed into a corner in terms of they needed certainty. They needed a deal to get done. They needed to know that they had uh, a first baseman uh, and a very good first baseman uh, as a cornerstone piece for this season moving forward. Um, and so they had to move. They had to move on somebody. And ultimately, they had to move away from Freddie. So still, you know, I'm frustrated. I think this deal is always going to haunt um, the Braves a little bit. Um, and maybe Freddie, too. I, I think there's going to come a time when there's going to be a lot of um, regret in terms of how this went down. I wonder if there already is some of that uh, from either side. You might have seen Anthopolis the next day giving... Um, <laughs> giving some, giving a um, report on this or being asked by reporters in an interview about this. And he basically started breaking down in tears. So I recognize that Anthopolis, um, you know, cares about his players. I've, I've always appreciated that. Um, I, I don't think he's, you know, this heartless uh, penny pincher who's just going to see his players as commodities. I don't see him as that guy, uh, but I also see him as um, – a guy who's not going to bend too much to the point of putting his team behind the eight ball financially. So I think that is ultimately what happened. So here we are. Freddie Freeman is no longer brave. Matt Olson is. Matt Olson, uh, soon after um, being traded to the Braves, signed a $168 million deal over eight seasons. Um, and I will say this on paper, uh, his contract uh, looks a lot better than Freddie's. Uh, it is a value contract. This is the kind of contract that uh, you expect Alex Anthopoulos to sign players for where he gets, a, I think he gets a little bit of a deal. Uh, I don't know how he's able to do this. Um, there's even a, a ninth year as a full club option as a part of this deal. And if you, you know, if you look up the Matt Olson contract and compare it to the Freddie Freeman contract, um, the Matt Olson contract is, is simply a better value. So on paper, on the field, I think, you know, the Braves um, made a good decision. Um, again, <laughs> the, the other part of this that we have to understand, though, even though the Matt Olson contract is the better contract, is the Braves still did have to give up four really good prospects to get Olson. And that was something that I talked about is the reason I would have signed Freddie Freeman um, you know, apart from, apart from all of the emotional pieces and the fact that he's the leader of your team is the fact that you'd have to give up a lot of con, uh, a lot of prospects to get Olsen. And so that is where the Braves still are. You know, um, they're able to fill their, their first base spot, but, uh, they gave up four big, uh, big name guys, including Christian Pache and Shea Langoliers. They're, they're number one and their number two prospects to go out and get Olsen. And so now they are in a place where they've had to be really aggressive on the free agent market because they simply don't have much left um, to trade. So as as we kind of already figured, you know, if, if the Braves were going to make a, a big trade for Olsen, this was going to keep them from making other trades that maybe are necessary to fill out the team. So again, they've had to be aggressive uh, in terms of the free agent market. I think if they had end up signing Freddie back, you would have seen a trade somewhere else to put potentially fill uh, maybe the center field spot or a starting pitcher spot. Um, and instead they've, they've made some deals kind of on the, some peripheral deal deals, some bigger deals um, 
to make the team better. But um, let's let's get into those those things. So some things that the Braves have done since Freddie Freeman's departure and bringing Matt Olson to the Braves. Um, the two biggest guys that they have brought in, they re-signed Eddie Rosario. I'm really glad that they've done this. Um, if you go back to our to my last episode, uh, I was hoping that Rosario would be brought back. So they're able to get him for um, 18 million over two years with a club option. Again, a club option. They keep um, being able to uh, to get these club options, which are really beneficial to to the team. Um, so two years and potentially a third year on top of that for Rosario. And this is a relatively, um, I wouldn't say cheap, but it's a it's a good value contract. The other big name that just came down uh, last night was signing Kenley Jansen, uh, the long longtime Dodgers closer. Uh, this was probably the surprise move of the offseason, signing him for one year, $16 million. So a, a big contract, but a one-year deal. Uh, and I've already heard reports that Will Smith is willing to kind of cede the closer's role to Jansen. This obviously makes their bullpen um, much stronger. On top of bringing Kenley Jansen in, um, they also brought in Colin McHugh, uh, who's been a very good relief pitcher, right-handed relief pitcher, for two years, $10 million, and he also has a club option on him. And then kind of um, a smaller deal was bringing in Tyler Thornburg, who's been good when he's on the field, but he's often injured. So we'll see. that They not, might not get anything out of Thornburg, or it might be a really, um, you know, buy low and, and get a lot out of the guy. Uh, we'll, so we'll see how that happens. So obviously a lot of attention is being um, placed on the bullpen. Uh and this is an area where I thought, you know, they needed to bolster it a little bit. I'm surprised they've been as aggressive as they have been uh, to improve the bullpen. But obviously the Kenley Jansen move is the biggest and most surprising move. And you can already start thinking, gosh, there's a lot of crossover here as, as Freddie Freeman is going from the Braves to the Dodgers and Kenley Jansen going from the Dodgers to the Braves. Um, a couple other small, or actually one other small move that the Braves made is they brought in Alex Dickerson. Um, he's kind of played all over the place over the last several years. Uh, he was with the Giants. Uh, and when he's also kind of an off, often injured player, but when he's on the field, uh, he's a pretty good, pretty good hitter. Uh, they signed him to a one-year, $1 million contract, and this is a non-guaranteed contract. So if he doesn't make the club, um, they can release him without paying him. But this, I think, lengthens or strengthens your um, your bench a good bit. It gives you a, a lefty bat with a little little pop. And um, also, if someone were to be injured or you need to give uh, a corner outfielder a day off, Dickerson is there. So you see the Braves making some moves. Some of these are peripheral moves. Um, and some of these are moves where they're really targeting the bullpen, which I think right now the Braves are going to have one of the best bullpens in baseball with what they've done. Uh, so you feel pretty good about that. I do wonder how much money they have left to spend um, and what um, what they might do moving forward or if they might be done by this point. Uh, the other thing, kind of looking backwards a couple episodes ago, we talked about center field being a really uh, a big need. Right now, I still think it is. I mean, you have uh, one or two prospects who, I mean, if you move them up kind of ahead of schedule, you could put them in center field or you could just roll with Adam Duvall um, in center, which I mentioned, I don't love that idea. I think you can do it, um, but it's, it's questionable. 
again, I think this is a domino that fell from from not being able to re-sign Freeman. Um, but that being said, going back to that episode, I think the one guy that you could still target that would be cheaper, that is a trade, uh, would be Whit Merrifield. Uh, remember, he is kind of a second baseman slash outfielder, kind of a speed guy, singles and doubles hitter uh, with a little pop. Um and he is on the last year of his deal. So if you wanted to go out and get a guy who's relatively cheap, not going to break the bank, and you wouldn't have to give up maybe more than one or two prospects to get him, uh, would be Whit Merrifield. So that might still be on the table. They might they might go for another uh, trade, but the cupboard's pretty bare in terms of prospects with uh, with the four prospects they sent in the Matt Olson deal. Um, so the other the other move that I think they I think would be good for them to make, but I, I just really wonder how much uh, more they have to spend on this is a starting pitcher. So um, center field and starting pitcher, I think, are still the two obvious needs for the team. Uh, you might be to the point where you're just going to roll with what you have. But that's going to be our next episode. We're going to dig into what are the starting pitching options uh, for the Braves moving forward. And uh, as we start to round out this team, we'll really start to analyze what the Braves are going to be like um, moving forward. Uh, again, I just want to reemphasize the sadness about Freddie Freeman. This is going to take me a long time to get over, and I'm sure a lot of Braves fans feel that same way. But I'm also really uh, encouraged in terms of what the Braves are doing to build their team. They're clearly going to be one of the favorites in baseball um, and certainly in the National League next year along with the Dodgers. It's going to be, I think, it's going to set up for a showdown. Uh, the National League East in general, I think, is going to be better. The Mets are are objectively better, you know, bringing a Scherzer. Um, the Phillies just brought in Nick Castellanos um, yesterday. So uh, the East is not a cakewalk, uh, but I think the Braves are going to be better this year in the regular season than they were last year. And uh, so that's very encouraging that they are pushing a lot of chips in. And clearly some of these moves that they made since – not being able to re-sign Freddie Freeman, they would not have been able to make if they had put that much more money into signing Freeman. So um, I do wish Freddie Freeman the best in his career. I think he's potentially a, um, a future Hall of Famer. I don't want the Dodgers um, to be successful at all. So if there's some way that Freddie can be successful and the Dodgers can stink, hey, I would love that. Maybe that will be the case. Um, but nonetheless... Uh, we're going to have to move on and continue to um, to root for the Braves, of course. So I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. I will be back probably in just a couple days. I'm going to try to do a quick, quicker turnaround for you guys um, on this starting pitcher episode. And we'll see if there's any more major moves uh, for the Braves this offseason, as it's going to be a short offseason and the regular season is going to be here before we know it. All right, Braves fans, hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'll see you next time.